It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And always fun to talk to our good friend Mandy Urich, a contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors, and uh, talk a lot of bass fishing with Mandy. And we catch her, believe it or not, what a surprise, out on the water, uh, doing some fishing right now. How are things going, Mandy? They're going, they're going. I'm just happy uh, to be on the water and doing some fishing today. We've actually had some really good weather. Um, Unfortunately, though, it sounds like uh, the water temps fluctuating the way they have been doing uh, has kind of affected bass fishing a little bit, huh? It has. That two weeks of super high temps that we got, and normally when we get high temps, you know, we're getting strong southern winds, and we didn't have that. It was flat, calm, you know, 100-plus uh, heat index, 90s, and that water temp just skyrocketed to about where we would normally be in about mid-August. So that rain that, that, that pushed through, uh, obviously, it helps cool the water temps back down. But there again, it's a big shock when the water temp drops 7 degrees overnight. Um, so it's starting to regulate right now. But uh, water temps are, are still high. We're where we should be normally. We're kind of going into the dog days of, of fishing. So definitely time to switch tactics. It's interesting because you and I were talking off air. There's some places like, you know, like the Mississippi River, Um Normally, you you don't worry too much about water temps there, but you said they were really high, too. Yeah, before we, we got the, the heavy rain, the main channel of the Mississippi River was 87 degrees, which, you know, the, the main channel where there's actual flow and current in the backwaters were in the 90s. So it was it was really super high. And even the, our lakes were, you know, into the 84, 85s at that time. That's incredible. So what do you want to do tactic-wise? I know one of the things you and I have always talked about is you love frogging um, this time of year for bass. Is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> we are. Uh, I'm out with my friends Keith and Bree on the Gull River right now, and we're, we're trying to force-feed some bass and frogs because, obviously, it's time to frog. So uh, always a good tactic. And pretty much you know, any time of year when that water temp starts to rise, the fish get active. Uh, it's always good cover for them. So don't ever be afraid to, to, to throw that frog and you know, wait for a big hook set. And I just watch a hook set. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fish on right now, so it couldn't even be even better timing there. That's awesome. I, I love the reality of it, you know. And so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can hear it splashing in the background, but <laughs> it's a good one too. Good. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. Hopefully. You'll have to have to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, if people aren't really familiar with when when we say frogging, uh, and and maybe they're a new angler or something like that, what are you talking about with that? I mean, what's the what do people want to do tactic wise using frogs? So you're going to want a heavy rod. I suggest braid anywhere from 20 to 80-pound braid. I do a straight tie to that frog, a palmer knot on that. And when you're, when you're looking for cover for frogs, it depends if you're on the lakes or if you're on the, the rivers. I love duckweed. You can find spots where there's duckweed uh, with some pads mixed in, a little bit cleaner underneath, fairly uh, vegetation-free. That, that's awesome cover for them. They'll be in there, but even pads that are super thick, um, just casting that frog out and, and reeling it back. And you can either pop it back in real slow or you can reel and stop um, and then kind of pop it back in any kind of action because it's a reaction. 
bite, right? Like those fish are just seeing something moving over the top of them. They don't have a real good visual on it, so it's a, it's a good reaction bite for them. You know, and one thing, Steve, actually, because you've been fishing, you know, some smaller bass lakes, you know, but one thing Steve was telling me in Mille Lacs, we've always talked about that being such a great bass lake now, but he said things have been a little slow out there. If people are hitting bigger bodies of water like that, Mandy, how should they go about fishing that? Would frogging work out there too, you think, or should they go with maybe a different tactic? Um, our bigger body is the water around here. If we're talking blacks, gulls, north long, anything of, of similar size, it's it's dog days already. I'm finesse fishing on a lot of those. You know, early morning, late night, and you know, it, it's still good time to, to frog even midday if you can find the right spots with the fish to go. But uh, I've been doing the best uh, finesse fishing with a small mushroom jig and a worm or a wacky rig worm with a, a light weight on it. Those fish are sitting deep and they're schooling deep. So if you've got a veg line that's going out to maybe 16 to 18 feet, I'm, I'm pulling back. I'm putting that boat in 25 feet of water and I'm casting, you know, to the edge of that weed line and just letting it really slowly fall. And those, those fish are grabbing it normally on the way down. But with that being said, um, high vis line, and I know that sounds kind of like an oxymoron, but when you're using finesse baits like that, you'll see the line twitch before you, you feel the bite. Why that's important is to maintain the health of those fish. Because by the time that you feel that fish bite on a finesse jig, normally it's got it swallowed or in the process of swallowing it. So you can get a real high bass mort- mortality rate with uh, finesse fishing like that because they'll swallow the hooks. So use a, a high vis, a, a high, you know, a yellow or there's orange uh, lines and then tie a leader to it. You know, and maybe it's a, a four foot or a six foot leader uh, from that braid down to, to that jig. So you're, you're getting the benefits of both. It's really kind of a, you know, you mentioned we're into the dog days and, uh, but if people still want to get out there and fish and maybe even get kids involved, this is a good time of the year to do that because like you were saying, the fishing could be kind of easy right now, even though, you know, you're not going to be able to catch a ton of fish, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's not real difficult. Correct. And obviously, throwing a, a finesse jig or a, a worm or a wacky rig is, is super fun. Anybody of any skill level can do it. Um, don't ever be afraid to just get a bobber with a with a leech and cast her out there on the outside edge of a of a weed line, and you're going to catch you know a plethora of species. But sunfish are still going really good um, this time of year too, so that's great for the kiddos to get out. I mean, you can visually pull up on a spot most, most of the time and see the sunfish schooling and just cast over the side and normally they'll swim right under the boat to try, try to use the boat as shade. So it's a good time to, to get out. And don't forget too, like reaction baits are still really good. It's, it's easier. They say normally to get a fish to hit a reaction bite than it is to force feed them a chunk of plastic. So I wouldn't be afraid of, of spinner baits, of chatter baits, small rattle traps. Um, those are all still really good applicable baits for this time of year. How hard has it been for you to not get up to Canada because they've kind of locked down the border there for a while now? Um, that, that's got to be really, really tough for you. So, obviously, I love Ontario. I go multiple times a year. My best friends live up in Ontario. I have had to miss a wedding now because of the border closed, three tournaments, and now looks like I'm going to miss a fourth tournament and possibly my bear hunting trip this fall. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's miserable. I mean, that's, it's, it's such a, a great place to go, a good fishery, you know, nice way to get away. And 
it's hurting the resorts that my friends own up there, which which is sad, you know, and it's it's kind of blocking us off. But at the same time, Lake of the Woods, I hear, has been just absolutely gangbusters. It's busier, the resorts are, than they've ever been. The fishing's been really good. Um, so, you know, at least it, it's it's helping the resorts on the, on the Minnesota side, on the U.S. side to, you know, kind of recoup after this COVID deal. But, yeah, she's tough not heading up north to Ontario. Yeah, and, I mean, locally here, as much fishing as you've done, have you been seeing a lot of boats out on the water? Yeah, I was even surprised today when I pulled up. I mean, I looked out at the access and was like, wow, that's we're, we're still seeing super high numbers through, even during the week, you know. It doesn't seem to matter what time of day that you hit an access. If there's boats there and people are out on the water, which is great for, you know, our local economy, is that people are out hitting the mom-and-pop bait stores and tackle shops and being able to get out and enjoy the great resources we have at our back door. Absolutely. That's Mandy Urich. She is a uh, contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Mandy, people want info on you. How can they get it? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, where they can just look us up. We've got the podcast now. Yeah, that's for sure. We're all over the podcast network, so wherever you uh, download your podcast, uh, search Brainerd Outdoors, you'll find us. Mandy, I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to fishing. Uh, thanks for the great info, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, sounds great. Thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And once again, Steve Spaniak joins us out on Mille Lacs. Uh, he is with Predator Guide Service. And big news, actually, Steve, out of Mille Lacs this week. Uh, they're opening walleye fishing back up here coming up on August 1st. That's a good thing. Oh, that's a fantastic, fantastic thing. I got a lot of people, Brian, talking to me already about it. They're all excited. They're all hyped up. Come on up, catch a bunch of walleyes, get that trophy of a lifetime take pictures of them, throw them back. You can't beat it. It's a win-win situation. You know, the last month, I'm, I'm really glad it flew by. You know, we couldn't keep a walleye. I mean, we can't keep a walleye anyway, but we couldn't catch a walleye. And that uh, really turned off a lot of people. They were having a great time, Brian, catching anywhere from 6, 7, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 walleyes a day, and maybe three, four were over 28 inches up into that trophy class. So that's all people want. They don't want to keep them. They just want to catch them and take pictures and let them go so yeah a lot of excitement a lot of buzz up here yeah and the pictures i saw especially since fishing opener steve these walleyes are they're like you said they're big and they're fat i mean they've been eating well there's no doubt about that these are these are canada type walleyes that people are catching out on Mille Lacs right now there is no doubt they are big and they are fat you know unlike you know, Unlike, you know, a little bit of controversy that they're skinny, they're not. They're doing really well. They're heavy. Like you said, they're Canadian Canadian walleyes. And, you know, like you and I talked about for years, and especially now since we can't go to Canada with the COVID, you know, why go all the way up there and spend your good money when you can get it all right here in Mille Lacs? Like, get the trophy of a lifetime, take a picture, release it, and still have fun for one-tenth the cost of going to Canada, Brian. Yeah, so that's that was good to hear. I was glad to see that news because uh, the resorts and the businesses around there, Steve, they, they need these people back. They do. They do. And, you know, the fun thing is, you know, I talked to a lot of my friends, resort owners from the south end, the north end, the east end, the west end. They're getting people from all over the country again which is exciting. They not only want to catch walleyes, but they're giving their fair share over at Trophy Pike, a muskie, and especially the smallmouth bass. Even though they've slowed down, they're still catching some nice smallies. So, you know, all around a fun time, and we should see the economy picking up again 
And if you're in the area, folks, come on over and check it out. The fishing's unbelievable. So how has the musky fishing been? I mean, that that's kind of your forte out there. Um, you know, we, we had a week of pretty stable weather. Uh, it wasn't warm. We didn't have a lot of humidity, uh, cooler nights. Uh, how did that affect things? Great question, Brian. The cooler nights really helped out a lot. It dropped the water temperature down to 74, 73 in some spots, 75 in a lot of others. It all depends on what part of the lake you were fishing and everything, but it has helped. We've been seeing some nice fish. We've been seeing some really big fish in the shallows. I'm talking anywhere from 8 to 14 feet of water, Brian. I had uh, one of my clients had three, four hits in one day. We knew it, they were muskies. They were just a subtle tap. He sets the hook. Everything bends over. All hell breaks loose, and here comes a plain lure with nothing attached to it. But that's muskie fishing, so that way it's been going okay. I know there's been a couple of nice-sized muskies caught by the guys who do some trolling out there in the mid-lake basin, you know, around seven, eight-mile flats out there. There's muskies out there. They're in the 20 to 35-foot range, you know, following the Cisco's and Tulipies. There are some guys out there with those deep diving plugs that go anywhere from 90 bucks up to $250. And, you know, I've seen some uh, reports of a couple nice-sized fish, so that's fantastic, too. Uh, I have a hard time trolling around all day. For all you people that do it, I give you a lot of credit, and you've got a good system going good for you. So basically what you've been doing is kind of uh, hitting the shallows and probably working the weeds a little bit more? I have been working the weeds, working the bulrushes this time of year with spinnerbaits and bucktails, uh, throwing um, a lot of uh, plastics right now this time. We're small bulldogs. Medusas, you know, there's one out there, uh, another one that's been working real good, and I will get the name of it in just a moment. That's what we've been having good luck on. It's got a flat tail and back. So that's been doing pretty good. That's called a Poseidon. That's been doing well. We've been throwing topwater baits. A little bit of action there, not a lot. But, yeah, anywhere from 8 to 14 feet of water, you know, the cabbage is looking pretty good. And then this time of year, things are early a little bit because we had that heat spell, Brian. Normally by the middle of August, end of August, we got new weeds growing on the edge of the cabbage. It's a grass. It grows up to 14 feet tall, maybe 20 yards wide at the most from the cabbage weeds it grows. And the muskies and pike love that. Well, we got that grass up already. So that shows you how far advanced we are with the water temperatures. But all in all, it's doing pretty good. Uh, the tulipie die-off I was hoping for and everything, things looked really good with them dying off, starting to see them all over the place. And then the cooler evening set in, and they sort of stopped for a while, which is okay, too. At least, you know, we got the cooler water temperatures. I'd rather have that so the fish aren't near as stressed as above 80 water temperatures, and you can't release them because they belly up right away. Sure. And uh, picking up a few pike along the way, too? Yeah, we have. We have uh, not as many as I'm hoping for, but we have picked up a few nice pike, a couple near the 20-pound class, which has been fun. A lot of nice eating size has been doing real well. We're catching them, and uh, weeds again. Brian Spinnerbaits has been real good, as, sm- as well as small plastics, you know. Uh, the Bonnie's got a new one out. Uh, Bonnie's a plastic rubber lure, folks. It's a uh, new one out. It's called the Royal. One of my clients, guys, had it about a week or so ago. And I'll be darned, i got to find one, beg, borrow, or steal to find one of them because he had great luck. He's the one who had a couple over, you know, near the 20-pound mark and a few others under. So well worth it. New baits, not a big fish, and, you know, happen to get into that new bait theory, which we all do, you know, especially fishermen. That's yeah, it's the way it is. We buy more than anything. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I tell you what, it's nice to hear that you're actually catching some bigger pike out there now, too, because, you know, Mille Lacs has always been known for, you know, I've always said, Big big water, big fish out there. Definitely. You know, you don't imagine, you can't imagine the size pike that used to be in this lake. I'm talking the 40s and 50s and 60s, 
Brian. You know, I see pictures of it in a lot of the history places. Uh, a lot of uh, resorts have pictures from the old days and everything. And there's a picture of a guy. He's standing there with a 43-pound northern pike, and then next to him is a 38-pound northern pike. You know, he had harpooned him years ago. And, oh, my God, it's just fun to see that and know that there was fish of that size and caliber. And you know what, folks? There is still some fish of that size and caliber out here for Northern Pike, just not near as many, you know. Uh, they live in the deep, deep, dark water, and only during the fall do those big ones in the spring do they come in. So they're here. It's just a matter of putting your time in. And as far as the bass fishing, you said is not has been as you know, active as it has been, but uh, they still can be uh, caught out there as well. Yes, definitely, Brian. I've got a couple good friends who uh, guide up here, and their their masterpiece is the uh, smallmouth bass. That's what they're known for, and they've been doing pretty good early in the season. But I talked with them one the other day, and like you said, Steve, it's been tough. He says, I'm trying everything from 12 feet to 18 and 14 foot to 22. And he says, if we get four or five a day, he says, we're real lucky. I said, they're there. He goes, oh, God, they're stacked up all over. He said, they're just getting finicky, the hot water, and they've seen every presentation already. So they're just going to take it easy and enjoy what they got there to chew on the bottom, which is a bunch of crayfish. Yeah, well, that's the one thing about Mille Lacs. There's a lot of forage in there. Oh, gosh, yes, you can't beat it. It's got such a natural reproduction. And, again, folks, Mille Lacs Lake is one of the few lakes in the whole nation that never turns over. It's so well oxygenated. That gives you an idea and a key what a great producer this lake is. Yeah, So, but give it a try. And like we said, coming up August 1st, you can walleye fish out there again. So uh, check out the local resorts out there. Check out the businesses and help them out and enjoy out there. It's it's a great experience. Steve's Pontiac Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate it, Steve. We'll talk to you soon, buddy, okay? My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. More Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, one of my favorite segments here on the show, and that is Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League joins us, and Ray always keeping an eye on Leach, Winnie for us, uh, the immediate Brainerd Lakes, and always brings it uh, as far as information on some of the other lakes we don't think about, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the northern Brainerd Lakes that we you know, don't normally talk about on the show, but we'll start off on Winnie, and Ray, uh, what are you hearing up there? Well, I'm hearing it's it's fairly spotty. Um, we've had a couple great days midweek, but uh, it was windy early in the week up on Winnie, even though it wasn't that windy here. And now that people are starting to get out on the lake a little bit, they're starting to catch a few walleyes. I would say at the very best, it's it's spotty. Um, it's not it's not been really easy um, this week and starting today and tomorrow. There is an AIM tournament, A-I-M tournament, and that's kind of a neat walleye tournament. Uh, it was on Leech Lake two weeks ago. It's a different group that fished it Saturday and a different group that fished it Sunday. And uh, it's neat in the sense that they take pictures of the fish. They don't bring any fish in. Uh, they have a, a system where they uh, take the length and take the pictures and let them go, and it's a great way to uh, not harm those fish this time of the year. Um, and then again... Next week, too, we can go back and start fishing on Mille Lacs, uh, if you haven't talked to Steve about that already, but uh, August 1st is opened up again on Mille Lacs, 
Uh, and this time of the year, frankly, it'll probably be a little tougher fishing. But, you know, the fishing on Mille Lacs has been so good all year, it'll probably be good again. Uh, high banks uh, doing well. They have their, um, I think they're just about booked all the way into the middle of August. And they're going to run a special again this year, which is really worth listening about. It's a special for veterans. Any veteran can stay for the month of August for half price. <clears throat> and that's a that's a good bargain. I don't care where you're at. It's a heck of a good deal. So if you're interested in going up to Winnie and catching some of those uh, beautiful walleyes that are up there, uh, you can get in for a half price for the month of August uh, and probably a little bit into September, too, I'm thinking, depending on uh, how it goes. Uh, but that's a, that's a great deal. So also jumping down to um, Leach. It, Leach has been really interesting this year because there's people that have been going out for two or three days and don't get a bite, and there's people that are going out in, in a morning and getting 11 fish. And so that is a definition of spotty to me, too. Uh, I talked to my friend Jack Shriver, who's got Shriver's bait up on the walker, and he said he was out one day this week and he caught three in his boat, and uh, his fellow guide with his guests got 11. So go figure that out. So it's been very spotty, too. Night crawlers, a um, lot of uh, leeches, spinners, uh, bottom bouncers. Uh, guys are pro- pulling uh, bottom bouncers. And uh, there's also a, 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 a bite coming on now with muskies. And it's that time of the year when those muskies, it's interesting because we think of muskies as probably being out in a little deeper water. But in August, especially from mid-August on, we start seeing muskies on Leech Lake up in the bulrushes in two to three feet of water. It's not unusual to go up there and catch fish in two to three feet of water and to catch nice ones, 43, 44, 45-inch fish. So um, it's uh, a mixed bag for walleyes. The muskies are starting to turn on. I think the bass fishing, for especially for largemouth bass, has been pretty good, especially up in Sucker Bay, fishing off the uh, vegetation patches. And it's kind of interesting, um, the smallmouth bite has been a little tougher on leech this year for some reason or another, and I think it's probably fair to say it's a little tougher uh, on Malax too, not that people aren't catching them there. But I think we're educating those bass, and so we got to start mixing up our bag a little bit with what we're, the, what we're doing there. And then I just wanted to say a couple things about Brainerd. Uh, one of my friends was on, uh, I'll say North Long Lake, because that's where he was at, and he did really well with little tiny jigs, one sixteenth ounce jigs, and full-size leeches, and they were marking walleyes and sitting them over, over them, 18 to 24 feet of water, with those light little jigs, and they did very well. So if you're still interested in walleye fishing, uh, don't give it up. Uh, you just got to scout around and look for them. And uh, like I said before, probably last week, don't forget to also go up and check along the vegetation or to troll spinners over the top of vegetation. Even on these nice days, sometimes you're going to find 23, 24, 25-inch walleyes sitting over the top of those weed beds. So that's always worth a look. And then uh, what I've done a couple times in the last week is I've been out pan fishing, and uh, it's been really good, very good pan fishing. And what I have found this week, for myself anyway, is that I've been fishing in uh, 17 to 24 feet of water, and I've been fishing with little tiny jigs and full-size leeches or half leeches, uh, and I've been catching some very nice sunfish. Um, People think that you've got to go and fish right on the weed edges in eight or nine feet of water, 
and you can certainly find them there. But I think when you do fish them in those areas, you're going to find the smaller ones, those six, seven, five, six inches, or even smaller. Uh, there's a lots of those. But to get the bigger ones, you need to get out in a little deeper water, and they bite almost like a walleye. It's just like they just pick it up, and then you got to smack them. So um, it's been very good, and the bass fishing has also been very good on the lakes that I've been fishing. Um, it's been really, really super. And I've been uh, fishing with plastic worms mostly and then doing very well there. <clears throat> and then uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some lakes north of Brainerd, where we don't hardly ever hear anyone talk about them. And it's probably uh, the people living on those lakes are probably happy about that. And they probably aren't too happy about us talking about them. But I want to talk a little bit about Lake uh, Ossawinamakee today. Ossawinamakee is a, a Native American um, ter term, and I don't honestly know what it means, to be honest about it. But Ossawinamakee is located in Crow Wing County, north-central Minnesota, in the southwest corner of the Pine River watershed. There are, honestly, about 150 lakes in that Pine River watershed, about 245 lakes in Crow Wing County alone uh, that are at least 50 acres in size. Ossawinamakee is a lake with about 644 acres, so it's not a large lake, but it is the 14th largest lake in the watershed, and it's the 30th largest lake in the county. Uh, it's a flow-through lake with water entering at the north from Kimball Lake, and Clear Lake, and there's a connection from Pelican Lake to the south, but no water flows. Uh, no water flow occurs due to differences in elevation. Water leaves the eastern bay of Winnemucca and flows southeast through Pelican Brook, and then the flow continues all the way to Pine River, and eventually all the way down to Pine River. Uh, it's a lake that's L-shaped in outline with a north-south facing basin and an east-west facing basin that meets to form a right angle, so it looks just like an L. The north arm is about a mile and a half in length, and the east-west arm is about two and a half miles. And there are several smaller bays that are located along these elongated basins. A small half-acre island occurs on the north end of the lake. Forested lands surround Lake Ossawinamakee. The lake's 13 miles of shoreland are privately owned and developed, and residential homes and several resorts make up what's on the shorelines. A public access is located on the east side of the lake from the Coleraine County Highway 99, uh, 39. rather, And the lake has a maximum depth of 63 feet, so it's pretty pretty good depth. And about 40% of the lake basin is less than 15 feet in, de in depth. And just to talk just really briefly about what you might find in those lakes, um, again, uh, you're going to see largemouth bass, Fair to good uh, populations. Muskies, there are some muskies in there. Fair, small to medium in size. Northern pike, good. There's good populations of northern pike there. And uh, walleyes are pretty fair. I don't think I would make that one of my walleye destination areas if that's what I'm looking for. Crappies are fair, and sunfish are fair, too. So there's another area to think about fishing. Uh, if you want to get away from the crowds of the big lakes in the Brainerd area, uh, think about going up to the Lake Ossawinamakee, uh, Kimball, and some of those little lakes that are connected. And you probably find yourself uh, not having a whole lot of competition, but a whole lot of fun. Are those lakes stocked at all, Ray, do you know? You know, I look for stocking information, and because they stock this year because of the virus, 
I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure the muskies that are in there are stocked, um, but I, I don't think they're heavily stocked. Um, and I could check on that, but I, I don't really know the answer. Yeah. So, well, that's one uh, the lakes that I've never even thought of trying. So, I mean, that's yeah. why I, I think it's great that you're bringing this information because uh, here in the in the past month or so, I mean, you've been doing a great job of giving us a lot of ideas, uh, thinking outside the box, you know, because... Well, we, and, you know, you, you look at in the Brainerd area, uh, Pelican Lake, North Long, Gall Lake, Round Lake, those lakes are pretty well known and the spots are pretty well known and they get a lot of pressure. So I think it's good for anglers to be able to go and try other spots. And it's also good for the for the fish to get a little of that pressure off them. So it's just a another alternative to look at in this unbelievable area that we live in. Yeah. But you did bring up a good point too. I think we made some people mad by mentioning these lakes, but that's okay. <laughs> well, hopefully we don't make anyone mad. Yeah, we didn't. That, that wasn't the point, you know. No, <laughs> but no. anyway. lots of people are just out catch and release. Um, as, and as we've talked about before, Brian, phenomenal amount of fishermen are out right now. It's just absolutely amazing how many people are fishing or just out doing the the water skiing and the swimming. It's it's more than we've ever seen for in my lifetime. I think. Yeah, I mean it, it's amazing uh, how busy the outdoor industry is right now. I mean it is just thriving, and so it is. that's great. That's it, great for everybody. Yep, for sure. That's Ray Gildow, Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com. He's all over social media as well. Always bringing the great information, Ray. I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. Uh, good luck out on the water. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And a couple of things we just wanted to clean up. Uh, we talked a lot of fishing on the show this week. I wanted to get into some hunting stuff. Uh, hunting regulations, they are available right now. So hunters, you're all set to plan ahead for the fall. The DNR has released the 2020 Minnesota Hunting and Trapping Regulations Handbook. That's now available on the DNR website. Deer hunters this season will generally see more harvest opportunities Deer hunting regulations and permit area maps are on the DNR hunting page, so you can check that out on the website. Hunting licenses go on sale on Saturday, August 1st. You can buy your license at any DNR license agent by telephone or online at the Minnesota DNR website. Uh, Changes due to COVID-19 as part of the ongoing response to the pandemic. The DNR is making adjustments to events, operations, and service, including management of hunting seasons. As of July, the following pandemic-related changes have been made. CWD sample submission for uh, deer hunters is voluntary in areas affected by chronic wasting disease. Although voluntary, hunter participation continues to be critical for tracking disease activity and potential spread. Youth special archery hunts at Camp Ripley and Lake Alexander Park Reserve have been canceled. There is no longer a lottery for the Camp Ripley archery hunt. Permits will go on sale at noon on August 28th and must be purchased by October 2nd. They may be purchased online or wherever hunting and fishing licenses are sold. 
Further changes may be necessary prior to participating in the fall 2020 hunting season. Hunters should uh, refer to the DNR's COVID-19 response webpage for the latest information. And statewide youth deer season, that does continue. The popular youth deer hunting season continues and will happen statewide October 15th through the 18th. During last year's inaugural statewide youth season, nearly 5,700 young deer hunters harvested a deer, which represents a 77% increase from the previous season when it was limited to fewer areas. So just a few notes for hunters uh, coming up here with the deer season this fall, which will be here before you know it. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Big Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. Stream the show live at todaysbestcountry.com or brainerdoutdoorsradio.com, and we're all over the podcast networks as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Liveax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.